0: Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in tonight. My name's Jeremiah, and this is a new podcast called Exploring Evil. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into the depths of human depravity. Let's get started with Antron, Big Lurch, Singleton, and his story of cannibalism.
1: I wasn't ever no killer. I grew up playing football and basketball. Mm-hmm. So, you
0: know, I had to learn to walk in new shoes. Antron Singleton was born September 15th, 1976 in Dallas, Texas. At seven, he started writing poetry. He moved to Northern California as a young man to follow his father and follow his dreams. So in the California rap scene, he got his first guest spot on E-40's The Hall of Game and the song title was Record Haters, which is a Rashid Wallace diss. In the song I Did It To You, Big Lurch talks about killing, but a majority of rappers talk about violence because it's either what they know or they know it sells. It's art and sometimes art imitates life and sometimes life imitates art. Antron was involved in a car accident in September of 2000 in which he suffered a broken neck. He spent over a month in the hospital. During this time spent in the hospital, he was heavily medicated. After his physical recovery, he was still in pain and, as so many do, started to self-medicate to try to ease the lasting pain. Now, with Big Lurch, his car accident led to PCP addiction. A lot of people end up addicted to drugs based on the painkillers they were given in the hospital. A lot of painkillers go directly to heroin. Up to 30% of people prescribed opioids for pain relief misuse them, and 12% develop an opioid use disorder. Up to 6% of the people who misuse opioids transition into heroin, and 80% of heroin users started with prescription opioids. It's an epidemic. In his rap career, Antron was to take the name G Spade and put his poetry to music and begin in 1990. His alter ego took the name Big Lurch after he answered a door and a man said, Who's this Big Lurch-looking guy? He appeared on songs with well-known artists like Too Short and Mystical. He, Dooney Baby, and Rick Rock joined up in Oakland to form the group Cosmic Slop Shop. Their 1998 single Sinful peaked on the Billboard Hot Hip Hop charts at number 18. After his car accident, Antron wrote the song Texas Boy while still in the hospital. He was still up and coming in the rap scene because of his smooth voice and effortless delivery. In 2004, Black Market Records released Antron's first studio album, which was set to be The Puppet Master. But it was released as It's All Bad after Antron was arrested and charged with murder while high on PCP. In an interview with All Bay Music, Singleton compared PCP to LSD and said it can be a, quote, mind-expanding drug. Just
1: keep it all the way G with you. It's the land of enlightenment, man. Mm -hmm. So some people use PCP. It's really a mind-expanding drug. Mm -hmm. And
0: and LSD, just like Steve Jobs, used to LSD trip. Not sure I see the comparison. Drugs.com defines PCP as a mind-altering drug that may lead to hallucinations and is considered a dissociative drug leading to distortions of sight, color, sound, one's environment, and one's sense of self. That's pretty scary. PCP may react with dopamine and opioid receptors, which can lead to euphoria. It can be smoked, taken orally, or snorted, but is usually mixed with a fluid like ether, which is embalming fluid, by the way, and smoked on a cigarette, and typically lasts four to six hours, but one drop can last up to 24 hours. It's also cyclical and can become a stimulant one minute and a depressant the next. Some of the effects of casual use are numbness, which Singleton sought due to his ongoing pain, slurred speech, sense of strength and invulnerability, blank stare accompanied by random rapid eye movements, severe mood disorders, amnesia, Acute anxiety, auditory hallucinations, image distortion, paranoia, violent hostility, psychosis indistinguishable from schizophrenia, and in high doses, seizure, coma, and death, often due to accidental injury and suicide. about the murder. In Compton, California on April 10, 2002, in a dope house he says was filled with guns and drugs, Antron smoked PCP with a friend's girlfriend and aspiring model Tanisha Saez. What followed was a nightmare by all accounts. Tanisha was murdered like something out of a horror movie. A friend found her body in her apartment with a three-inch blade broken off in her shoulder blade. Her chest had been torn open and there were Teeth marks on her face and lungs, which had been torn from her chest. A witness claims they saw Singleton arrested and he was naked, covered in blood, and standing in the middle of the street. In a medical examination, Antron was found to have human flesh in his stomach, which was not his own. That's all that's ever said. They never say that it was Tanisha's, but I guess they just assume that. The victim's boyfriend said that Antron and Tanisha had smoked PCP the day before the incident took place. Pretty cut and dry, he either gets the death penalty or life in prison with no chance of parole. Big Lurch was sentenced to life in prison for first-degree murder and aggravated mayhem with no chance of parole, where he resides today. The Aftermath. In the wake of the tragedy that befell Tanisha, her mother, Carolyn Stinson, filed a wrongful death suit against Singleton, stress-free records, and death row records. In the suit, she claimed that the labels offered drugs to Singleton to make him more violent, which would lead to criminal charges, making him more marketable as a gangster rapper. Death Row was eventually dropped from the suit because they had nothing to do with Big Lurch. In a classy move, the record company released It's All Bad with a picture of Big Lurch with a skull on a dinner plate. Singleton says he had no call in the situation. controversy was big lurch framed i know what you're thinking that's ridiculous but the victim's mother thinks so i'm not here to say he did or didn't commit the crimes he was found guilty of but i will take a stab no pun intended at his lawyer's defense strategy Milton Grimes was his attorney and record company manager and chose to have Singleton plead not guilty by reason of insanity, knowing that in California a person cannot claim insanity due to being under the voluntary influence of drugs. Evidence was not presented in his defense, including bloody fingerprints throughout the apartment that didn't match Singleton and a bloody shoe by the back door whose owner was never determined. Apparently, the DNA on the bloody fingerprints came up missing at trial. Tanisha had so much PCP in her system that she couldn't have smoked it and either drank a bottle by herself or was forced to. I'm not saying he's innocent, but these are some things any lawyer should call into question at his client's trial. One psychologist for the prosecution stated that Singleton was not insane. Three court-appointed psychologists disagreed. I don't know how he ended up with human flesh in his stomach, but there was also a pit bull in the dope house. The dope house was always filled with guns and drugs, but there were none there when the police arrived. Did I mention that the teeth marks on Tanisha didn't match Singleton? Police said she was covered in blood, but in the pictures, he has blood running out of his mouth, down his chest, but he's not covered in it after being at a crime scene with blood spatter everywhere. Big Lurch claimed that if they can say Tupac's a rapist and Michael Jackson molested kids, they can say a regular black guy is guilty of whatever they want. Tanisha's mom's stance. Carolyn Stinson has since changed her position and she thinks Antron is innocent and thinks Tanisha's abusive boyfriend was somehow involved.
1: But for as her boyfriend, he was a gay member. I believe he the one set all this up. He was beating on her. She had all her stuff packed, ready to leave the day all this happened.
0: Maybe he was the jealous type and didn't like her being with Antron. Antron allegedly told a friend to leave because he was going to get some. Carolyn says Tanisha had her bags packed and was going to leave her boyfriend. At the very least, the investigation should have sought out accomplices or other scenarios, but the LAPD's reputation is not exactly exemplary, now is it?
1: Because a handprint was on the scooter, bloody handprint, but they said they didn't know who that was, but it wasn't his. There's evidence there like footprints, fingerprints on doors, you know, bloody fingerprints, you know, shoe at the back door, You know, and it's like, where all this evidence go? It was DNA? Who DNA was? They said DNA came up lost.
0: All right, so we're back. We're gonna ask a few questions about the Big Lurch case to our resident detective and consultant. Um, So I'm just gonna ask a few questions here and if you could just answer them, you know, whatever comes to mind. Have you ever heard in a case of disregarding a bloody fingerprint as evidence? I know that uh, allegedly, in this case, some of the evidence turned out to be missing, but is that something that you can think would be overlooked in a in an
1: investigation? It should have never been overlooked. It, uh, a fingerprint in blood is called a patent print. Um, that person had to touch blood uh, and then touch the wall to leave that print. It, it should have never ever been overlooked and and they quite frankly they should have made every attempt to identify uh, the owner of that fingerprint
0: if you were in a case where there were um, strong evidence leading to your main suspect but there was like peripheral evidence that may have led to um, other possible suspects or accomplices is that something that as an investigator you would try and uh, track those people down and make them a part of the case? Or do you think that, you know, in general, it's kind of like you want to get the main person and, and once you've got your man, you've got your man?
1: You would do all of it. Uh, you would, uh, any, anybody on the periphery that you think might have been involved, you have to eliminate them. Uh, and, and, but you can still uh, work the case uh, on your prime suspect, also. And wouldn't you
0: try to uh, at least get people to, like, the owner of the bloody fingerprint? Maybe that person uh, was a witness, and not not another suspect, or maybe another suspect. But you can use them to strengthen your case. Like, as a witness, you you know maybe this person walked in and saw what happened and you know, had touched the wall and left, well, then you've got yourself an extra witness. So wouldn't that be something you would think that they would pursue in order to make their case stronger?
1: They should have pursued identification uh, of that owner of that fingerprint. I I don't know what happened, but uh, it's sad that they would uh, allow that Uh, To happen in any case.
0: In your experience, do you think that there would be enough grounds for an appeal
1: for uh, Big Lurch? From what I've read, uh, I really have a hard time understanding uh, why he's not been given a new trial. Um, It's obvious that he uh, did not have adequate defense. I've never been involved in a case like this where there's such poor uh, defense representation.
0: So Shouse Law Group in California talks about the grounds for appeal. Judicial error, not necessarily in Antron's case. No substantial evidence, definitely substantial evidence in his case. False arrest, I don't know if you're walking down the street naked, covered in blood and screaming probably okay to make an arrest. Improper admission of evidence? Mm, No, I, I think that all the evidence that was presented was proper. Prosecutor or jury misconduct? Not seeing it in this case, so everything's good so far. Inadequate defense? I don't know, what do you guys think? There was evidence of other people at the crime scene? Bloody fingerprints? A bloody handprint on a scooter that people believe was the incapacitating blow that hit tanisha and knocked her unconscious there was a bloody shoe found by the back door none of this was ever entered into evidence and any dna evidence that the police may or may not have collected apparently went missing Uh, so that's exclusion of evidence Um, going back to the inadequate defense It's inadequate for all those reasons. And normally when a defendant gets a death sentence or a life sentence, their attorneys automatically file an appeal for inadequate defense. And this didn't happen in this case. Um, Basically, they they would do so to do what's best for their client and try and get them an appeal to a new trial And or maybe get an appeal to get their sentence reduced. And, you know, most lawyers say, well, you know, I I lost this case, so apparently it was inadequate, and they're willing to do that for their client, but not Milton Grimes. Antron may be guilty of murder and cannibalism, but his representation was incompetent by choice or technique or both. Due partly to his poor representation in court, someone who left a bloody fingerprint at the scene is still out there. The media reports this story as if the police did everything perfect and Antron was the only one for sure involved. It's better that he's off the street, but it could be better if any accomplices or accessories to murder were in jail as well. We reached out to Antron to get his take, but he didn't respond, possibly if his case is under review. I know everybody's saying justice for Tanisha, and I totally agree. And I do believe that Antron was involved, and he may have done some really bad things, But in order to truly get justice, they need to find the other people that may or may not have been responsible for this, and they need to at least be questioned, and some of them may need to be brought to justice themselves. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Join us again soon for more Exploring Evil. Stay tuned for some fun facts. There's been other celebrities charged with murder, including Sid Vicious, Jim Gordon, a drummer who worked with John Lennon and Eric Clapton. He also wrote the song Layla, and he stabbed his mom to death. Producer Phil Spector is well known. Tim Lambesis, the singer of As I Lay Dying, tried to pay an undercover cop $20,000 to kill his wife. See Murder enough said Lead Belly famous blues musician Don King twice charged with murder still walking among us Snoop Dogg Dog the Bounty Hunter Oscar Pistorius called the Blade Runner South African para-athlete he uh, famously shot his girlfriend to death and claimed that he thought people were breaking into his house Gucci Mane, popular on the rap scene, Uh, he was at one of his girlfriend's houses, and some men broke in to kill him, and he shot a couple of them, and he was originally charged with murder, but then it was found that it was a justifiable homicide, he was just protecting himself. There's some lesser known facts about cannibalism. Humans are hardwired against it, but warriors in Fiji, New Guinea, and the Amazon ate their victims sometimes. Most animals are hardwired against it too, except of, of course praying mantis where after copulation the female consumes the male. Cannibalism used to describe other things, so anthropologists prefer the term anthropophagy. Warriors cannibalism rituals were very complex. The settlement of Jamestown saw cannibalism due to survival as well as the Donner Party. Many civilizations consume flesh of enemies defeated in battle and relatives, believing they took some of the soul when they consumed their flesh. Fiji, tribes in the Amazon, Papua New Guinea, Maori in New Zealand, the Congo, Ancient Egypt in times of famine, but can be found all over the world in ancient times from Europe, Africa, the Americas, Asia, the Polynesian Islands, and the Caribbean. There's also evidence that Neanderthal were cannibals. In Uruguayan flight 571 that crashed in the Andes, there was 45 people on the plane originally, 28 survived the crash, and 16 were rescued. The the ones that were rescued turned to cannibalism to survive.